Well, before we jump into the show, you guys know we got to tell you a little bit about Breckenridge Brewery. The Colorado Core is on the docket for today. Listed as the crisp, semi-sweet apple blonde ale with a dry finish. Yeah, you already know it. We describe it as a half cider, half beer, where both sides agree that it's not really a cider, but it's not really a beer. Either way, tastes pretty good in my opinion. So go out there. Go find yourself one. You can find it at your local Davidson's or any other liquor store. Or at this point, it's even in like most gas stations and stuff. So anywhere you look, you can find your Breckenridge beer. Also, keep an eye out for the Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com where we have all of our events, where we have these exact beers at them. Yep. And, oh, yeah, you can get it for $7.99 for a couple more days still through the Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits app. So get on that while it's still cheap as well. All right, let's jump into the show for real. Got to get that app. <laughs> I know, I'm saying. Oh, get that cheap beer while it's still cheap. But cheap beer is, is always the best beer. That's, that's... And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. My life. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or check out online at mygreensolution.com and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. I thought about how many 17 locations. Yeah, I know. It seems like there's more than that because like, I drive by like four of them regularly. And so I'm just like, oh, they're just everywhere. And then you say 17 locations and I'm like, that's nonsense. I mean, 17, but 10 of them are in Denver, so. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I seriously, I drive by four of them, like, on a regular basis. And so you say 17, and I don't believe you. I'm like, no, there's <laughs> there 400 of these things. <laughs> it's like Starbucks. They're Every everywhere. Corner. Well, hey, that makes it easy to get to. They just put them inside King Supers now. <laughs> um, I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are back from the holidays. We hope everyone had a great holiday as well, be it Christmas or whatever else you were celebrating. What'd you do? I didn't do anything, man. I sat at home. We went to the in-laws for dinner on Christmas Day and, yeah, just hung out and relaxed. Yourself? Well, I already know what you did. You went to Vegas, but yeah. good time in was, Vegas? Yeah, it was fun. We spent uh, we spent Christmas Eve down on Fremont. Nice. Listening to music and uh, watching those two dudes contort themselves into positions that made me wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd never been like that uncomfortable watching people just like move around before, but I was like, we've got to go. He was like sitting on top of like this can and he'd like contorted himself and like he was like all folded in half. And I was like, bodies don't do that. And then he was just sitting there while his buddy like did the same thing. And I'm like, dude, the show is wild. 
Well, I can't handle this. I wasn't going to start with this, but I kind of imagine that's how Ananen felt today in Finland's game in the nice. World Juniors because folded in half. Yeah, and he, helpless. Forty-five save or yeah, forty-five saves on forty-eight shots. Basically, put that team's defense on his back. So what you're saying is he saw more shots today than he has in the Liga all year. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's about three games worth of Liga games <laughs> right. is what he saw in a single game today. Um, but I just wanted to shout him out because he played fantastic. Unfortunately, he got the overtime loss because Finland's defense is full of uh, not good. Full of offensive defense. Yeah, exactly. The defensive side's a struggle for them. But yeah, that World Juniors got underway today. I thought he played great. The rest of the Avs, kind of fine, I guess. I thought Zaravalov had a solid game. Ranta had a couple of good moments, but no points. Byram only played about 14 and a half, 15 minutes. For a lot of the game, a lot of people felt like he was getting underutilized by Canada. Well, a lot of Americans got underutilized in that game, too. Yeah. You go back and you look at usage after that game, and you're like, a little odd. A bit questionable. Yeah, a little odd. (laughs) Well... You see how you see how Canada won that game was they played their best players the most. Funny how that works. <laughs> this is a hell of a concept. <laughs> I tell you, when coaches figure that out, watch out. <laughs> it's going to unlock a whole different level of hockey around the world. Do you have any faith that the brass of Team Canada or Team USA will ever figure that out, though? No, dude, no. <laughs> After watching the biggest indictment ever was watching Kale McCarr be a seventh defenseman. Right. Yep. On a gold medal winning team where anybody who watched any of those games was like, that guy's just different. <laughs> Clearly and I'm not saying he should have played player, 25 yeah. minutes or anything, but like that they utilized him like, oh, he played 11 minutes and scored three points. And you're like, well, what happened in 18 minutes? Like, <laughs> I what mean, are I'll, you guys I doing? Mean, I'll say it. They should have played him 25 minutes. He was voted as like the best defenseman in the entire tournament. Right. Like, so. it, was, it was so stupid. And then you have like, your greatest American, what you believe will be your greatest American generation ever, still at that age, and you're only missing really the one star in Jack Hughes. And you're like, man, Jack Drury's pretty good. (laughs) What? Well, I mean, justified, but they didn't even take Matt Boldy to the tournament. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's a weird... Like, punishing him for what's happening at BC a lot. Yeah. You know, given that they keep moving him around. They can't figure out what position he's playing. And obviously, the production has been a nightmare. But, like, he's the only guy struggling to find a role anywhere and, like, gets punished for it. And it's like, you know, maybe he could have shown up, gone right back to the old job he used to have, and blossomed all over again, right? gotten that confidence back up, and instead you just hammered home the fact that he's on a down cycle right now. And it, certainly for a guy who gets picked so high in the first round as well, for Team USA, they're usually all over those types regardless of performance. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. They're not like uh, Hockey Canada telling multi-point player Alex Newhook to go right. away. well, that's a whole saga in itself, I think. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, that's what you get for playing college hockey instead of the <laughs> beloved CHL. Got to stay homegrown? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that, but... I mean, we celebrate homegrown around here. I mean, I don't. How many How many Green Solutions stores were there? Oh, that's true. All right. Not homegrown hockey players, though. I don't really celebrate those much. Well, that's because they always leave, like... Yeah, right. No one ever sticks around in hockey. You always end up yeah. going elsewhere. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't really know. We'll see. We'll talk more about the WJC, I'm sure, next week. And Yeah, I mean, as they go on and we actually yeah. have things to say, today it was kind of notable because they got going. Uh, I wrote about it yesterday. Yep. Yeah, the preview and stuff. Yeah. So. Just, to, just to give you know, just give people an idea of, hey, there are four Avs guys going. This is kind of where they are and what's happening with them. So should be um, should be fun to watch. And, you know, Bo and Byram, you expect like, hey, the, get into I, a rhythm I feel here. like people are going to expect that kind of Macar type performance, and I don't know if we're going to see that. I'm hoping for a way more of a Timmins type thing, especially yeah. like I think it's pretty clear Team Canada doesn't want to use them super ag- aggressively offensively. Mm-hmm. I think they they do want to shelter his minutes a bit, but like we saw with Timmins, he played so well that they were like, all right, we just have to play this guy. Yeah, and hopefully they're willing to do that because he's from the CHL and not. NCAA. Hopefully another organization figures out that Timmons is playing real, really well and they just yeah. have to play that guy too. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But, I mean, I, is he, I haven't even heard. I don't know if he'll I don't be know healthy. if he's healthy yeah. or not. Yeah. So, there's that injury bug problem too. But moving on to the abs in that news, it does sound like Kale McCarr will play tomorrow. Yeah, he's expected to play. So, uh, it would be a big upset if he does not play tomorrow against Minnesota. So Which... Good luck with that, yeah. Minnesota. Good news on that front. Minnesota's gonna gonna have a hard time with the Avs. Yeah, you're gonna get uh, arrested as ar- healthy as they've been. Exactly. This is as healthy as they've been since opening night, and you're gonna have a really amped up crowd yep. because it's coming off the holidays and everybody's still kind of feeling it. And home game, you know, it's it's gonna be. I think atmosphere on Pepsi Center tomorrow is going to be pretty good. I hope so. We'll get into how the Avs got here in a second. But first, Kale McCarr might just be the top dog on the Avs defense. But if you're looking for the top dog electrician here in Denver, Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983. Through a commitment to customer service and team performance, Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. You can call them at 303-646-6765, and they'll give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. For any job, be it residential, commercial, or industrial work, they have the top professionalism and integrity in the biz. Again, that's 303-646-6765 to get 20% off your next service call. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. The Avs came into the Christmas break on a high note, smashing Vegas in Vegas for the second time this year, winning the game 7-3. to you know, knowing the result now and how it ended, totally smoked them. Yeah. But while it was playing out, did not feel that way. Um, Definitely didn't feel that way in the first period. I'll put it that way. It didn't It didn't feel that way at the start of the third period when they made it five to three, two and a half minutes in. Ah. And it was very like, oh boy, just because of what had just happened. I, I get that. But there was there was that apprehension where it was like, oh, man, I should be enjoying this. This should just be like easy ride right to the end, like just hanging out. And then they scored that six goal and it was like, all right, this is done. Yeah, maybe I was already in holiday mode, but. I wasn't worried even when they scored the five three goal. I it got like, I, I got pretty tense where I was just like, oh. Man. I definitely you could definitely feel the vibe of like if they do this again, yeah, <laughs> like, just burn it down. I was but, I was just sitting there and like I was 
I was sitting next to Ryan Clark up in the press box, and I was like, if they make us go into that locker room after they blow another lead, <laughs> things are going to get Christmas. things are going to get very personal in a hurry. Like I am going to be obnoxious. I believe that, but thankfully. That was not the case in the locker room. Yeah, well, they wouldn't. Vegas wouldn't let anybody in. I believe that. Yeah. Vegas wouldn't because you have to get to. So there's always been a problem with Vegas. Every <laughs> time I've gone to Vegas, there has been an issue with the post game. Yeah, and it is incredibly frustrating. Even now, like three years in, it's like, what do you guys do? Like the first time I went, it was like their third ever home game. Totally understand you guys are figuring this out. <laughs> When I went last year, I got into it with an elevator operator who remembered me, and not fondly, by the oh, way. Oh, jeez. And we had a whole exchange of words, too. So that was awesome. He is no longer that elevator operator. So <laughs> Jokes was, on him, I guess? I yeah, well, I'm, I'm very, I was very excited about that. <laughs> he was less so. Uh, and then this time, they wouldn't let us... Uh, they. So the game ended, and, like, there was some, like, post-game thing going on in the Vegas locker room. And so they were like, and we have to walk by their locker room to get to the Avs room. And so the Vegas employees just wouldn't let us go. So we're just sitting there. And, like, the Avs are one of the fastest teams in the leagues at getting post-game over with. Yeah. They go into the locker room, and, like, within two minutes, they're like, all right, you guys come in. You talk for at most five minutes, and then you guys get the hell out and go talk to coach. If you don't get in there fast enough, half the dudes are gone. Well, and we waited for 15 minutes to get into that post game, and those the abs abs players had players they had places to be. Right, there were players who had flights within 90 minutes of the game ending. They had because they were the last flights out of Vegas to go back to where they wanted to go for the Christmas break. Yep, and it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, we need to get in here, and like PR held the players in there. And so we go into the locker room, and, like, all the players are out of their gear just, like, sitting there. Like, now they're pissed because just they're being told to they leave, have to wait. Right? Yeah. Because, and then, like, you know how a post-game locker room is? Like, media wants to talk to, like, four dudes at most. And so the, all those other players are just sitting there. Knowing no one's even going to come talk to right. them. Right. And, waiting. like, and I'm, poor Kamenev. Yeah. He's just sitting there in his suit, like, just all, sit, <laughs> just all sitting there. And I'm like, dude. Just want to give him a hug. Tell him Merry Christmas. Hope he gets dope presents. I'm glad he's healthy. And he's sitting next to Landis Cog. And then, of course, that's who I talked to post game. Right. So I was like, "Dang it, <laughs> I, Cam, I need you to move. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah. And then the post game locker room was awesome. Yeah. Because right. the guys, because the guys were amped up and excited. I tried to go talk to Francois, and he was giving like this. Super in-depth interview in Czech. Nice. With these two women who had traveled across the world to go and talk just to him. Dang. And I was like, dude. That's, that's awesome, man. the coolest. <laughs> like, you get people that, that come from the Czech Republic just to interview him. Very cool. I mean, and right after the game that he had, like, he he had an okay game. Yeah. He had, he had one amazing save. Right. <laughs> but otherwise, it was an okay game. It was game. good enough. Yeah. It, um, it got there. Another good example of how he gets run support. <laughs> exactly, like the 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 goal support that he has gotten has been. I I was thinking about it the other day, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like an actual kept st- statistic of which how goalies, goals, yeah, yeah, which goalies get crazy goal support. Yeah, because we haven't really seen 
uh, Frankie in one of those like one nothing games. Yeah, not really. I mean, like like the like the Carolina game that Grubauer lost. You know, everybody's up up in arms about that game, but like, dude gave up two goals. You should Grubauer was game. awesome yeah. in that game. Like he was very very good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then you know, Frankie like Frankie wasn't even that good in Vegas. Right. He, he arguably was one of like the like one of the few abs who you could say probably did not play well. Yeah. Well, Frankie in the top line. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. Is a lot of that scoring came from places that have been a bit quiet as of late. JT Comfer with a couple of very nice assists after that PK assist. Yeah, where he knocks the puck out of midair. Right. And Nieto is like, "All right, well, I'm just going to skate in a straight line." <laughs> and for some reason, Vegas got confused by that tactic, and Comfer hits him with the an ice. easy, yeah. easy pass. And it was like, and and you know, with Matt Nieto breakaways, it's like one of two things is happening. He's going to boof it or he's going to have a highlight real goal. Right. There's no other And that's option. it. That's it. Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting to see. I think at the time it happened during the game, I tweeted out, Confer going, Confer going 10 games without a point and then going off in a game is the most JT Confer thing I've ever seen. Well, I mean, the game before, Tyson Jones. Oh, yeah. Ended has his two-point night. Yeah, yeah. Has two points after going nine games without points. Like, those two guys need to. A little bit of Get consistency, yeah, man, for sure. Like you guys, you, nobody, nobody's asking you guys to be world beaters, but this, we're gonna have clumps of points, you know. Yeah, you need to be having points every three or four games, right? If you're gonna be in that role, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what separates a third liner from a fourth liner, essentially, right? Yeah. As far as on the offensive side of the game, yeah, totally. Least, is that that consistency and the ability to say, okay, I can score every third game, or yada yada yada. If you put up three points in one game and go 15 games without a point, I mean... You're Belmar. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, is Belmar comes into Vegas and just scores all of his points against that team. Four of his six goals this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I was so mad when he scored that second goal because I had already written all my post-game stuff about him and I had to go back and change all of it. The statistics and stuff. Stupid Belmar and stupid (laughs) success against Vegas. Too good at this game. What a jerk. Doing this to me personally. (laughs) This is all about me. But I will say that was good to see. Calvert-Belmar combination seems to be completely I mean, unstoppable at this point. Oh, okay. Calvert scores two against Chicago. Yeah, right. Belmar scores two again. And it's like, all right, well, I guess that's your top line now. <laughs> like, this is the world that we live in. The Belvert has taken over. Well, hey, all right. There's a there's a third member to this duo now because Val Nichushkin has learned how to score goals with his face. The greatest <laughs> Gordie Howe hat trick of all time. <laughs> Because the assist just hits him. No. Like. The assist didn't just hit him. Like, he tried to make a play and, like, it didn't go well. And then it ended up great. His failed stick handle goes right to Belvar. It was like, (laughs) he was like, I'm trying to make a play. I I, I messed this up. (laughs) And then Belmar's like, it's okay, man. I got this. We scored. And he's like, free assist. And then, for some reason, Derek England took him to Poundtown. Yeah, yeah, that was... And warmed <laughs> his face up. Like, got his face good and ready for what was to come. <laughs> and then he used that face to uh, to score his goal. Yeah. And the my favorite part of him scoring that goal was when he was sitting on the bench. And Landis Cog looked at him and said, where did that hit you? And he goes... Yeah. 
And Landis Cog, you could just see him just starts laughing. Just so hard. And like that's how you know guys are having like Landis Cog is yeah. not paying attention to what's going on on the on, on the ice. And it is seven to three, and he's just cackling on the bench. Because <laughs> his buddy just took a puck to right. the face and scored. Right. With it. And because Nachushkin doesn't know enough English to describe his face. So he just he just, he just put his hand on his face. <laughs> Oh, you gotta love it. Yeah, it was the whole the whole interaction was just and like I was so I had gone down already to avoid said elevator operator, and <laughs> when he scored that goal, I was sitting in the media room, and I and I like I start laughing and like everybody just like looks at me and I was like he just scored with his face, <laughs> like that's hilarious. Right? Come on. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys doing here? He's scoring goals with his face. <laughs> Like, um, this is a guy that could not, literally couldn't buy a goal. Could not, he did not make enough money to pay off a goaltender to let him score <laughs> one in Dallas. He just couldn't do it. <laughs> and and now he's just standing there and pucks are hitting him in the face and going in. It's like, if there was ever a the world's greatest example of regression to the mean, yeah, right. it's pucks hitting a dude in the face and going in. <laughs> when you're due, you're due. And it's just, and like you can't help but just be happy for the guy, of course. knowing that that had to be just so miserable to go all that time and like to have the organization that like went out and drafted you and developed you and like had your rights and you wanted to play there, and then then them be like, we're going to pay you to go away, and then you go to a division rival and start scoring goals with your face. Uh, it's awesome. It's, my, it's now my favorite story of the season. A the Val Nachushkin Gordie Howe hat trick is going to be my favorite. That's memory. Thiev's first Gordie Howe in like an eternity too. It's yeah, been I, a hot minute. I was hoping that we could get a Belmar hat trick. Yeah, because that would have given that would have given us a, a Donskoy hat trick on the season, a Belmar hat trick, and Jost. a Jost hat trick. Yeah. Where you're just like, at this point, you're just drawing names out of a hat because it's just like these guys have nothing in common. Nikita Zadorov, come on! Down. Yeah, right. Like, well, I mean, at, at this point, like Ian Cole's do. <laughs> like, like Ian Cole's like a half point per game yeah, player right, right now. Like, it's true, it's true, it's coming. Uh, just a quick list of the players that Val Nichushkin has more points than on the Amps: Belmar, Jost, Johnson, Zadorov, Kamenev. Those are the, all the ones that have played a significant amount. Yeah. Of games, now, so. see what you should really do to have a good giggle here is go to the Dallas roster and see him. and <laughs> see we can no, do that and see and see who he has who he's like near in goals scored, and you're gonna laugh because it's their top line. Oh God, is it that bad? Really? It is. It's like like Tyler Sagan just scored his first power play goal of the season Jeez. last week, how is and it? I'm like. How is it that Andre Burkowski been outscoring you? How is that team in a playoff spot right now? Goaltending. Yeah, of course it's goaltending. It's always goaltending. I tell you, I mean, Colorado's own Ben Bishop. He has Schrader. many goals as Miro Haskinen. Jamie Ben has eight. This is what I'm saying. Pavelski ben- has seven, which is exactly what Nachushkin has. The Avs the abs are paying Val Nachushkin, like, what? Like one-twelfth of what Pavelski is making or something? Or something. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, obviously they're getting mad value out of that yeah. contract right now. They've like, gotten mad value for the last like three weeks. 
where yeah. it was like, hey, your top line was all injured and you desperately need somebody to step up, and the largest guy in the room did. So, hey. Just don't ever ask him to fight. Yeah. That- all those jokes I made about him being like a KGB bodyguard, he can't do it. He needs a. I take it back. I- he needs to, like, guard an elementary school. <laughs> You, all right, when you're a KGB bodyguard, you have a piece on your hip. I think that's the difference. Well, well, sure, but like, I don't. <laughs> Not with those fighting I, skills. No, uh, uh-uh. there were no instincts there. His <laughs> instinct was to get punched. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That kind of makes have a good him, bodyguard. If he, <laughs> if he guards it, if he guards an elementary school, they can't reach his face, so he's he's fine. He's the big guy that takes the bullet for the VIP. Then no fighting. Just it's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he just. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of mast. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wearing body armor? And he's like, yeah, it's my skin. <laughs> All right, one. Oh, that's amazing. Now he has another tattoo. All right. Well, that take is presented to you by Mile High Green Cross. <laughs> They're going to listen to that segment and be like, we're out. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> They're a good sponsor. All of our sponsors are good. I, I, most of them like my funny transitions. But Mile High Green Cross is an experience you won't forget. They have award-winning products. You can check out this year's Cannabis Cup-winning products when you head to their website. And they're giving the DNVR family $5 off your purchase of $25 or more. All you have to do is mention this ad right here. They have a variety of products and great prices. You can get an ounce for as low as $99 or five cartridges for $100 if you're into the V3 hash oil. And they also just offer great pricing all around for all of their products and if you don't have cash that's no problem they now accept hyper as well and they're quick and easy you can be in and out on average in a time of just nine minutes stop in get what you need head on out once again if you go by down at ninth and broadway mention this ad for five dollars off any purchase of 25 dollars or more rudo what do you think the cannabis cup looks like uh, it's actually like a, it's basically like a weed convention. I actually kind of know. Yeah, right. But like, if you win the cannabis cup, oh. you like raise it up. Yeah, you take a lap with it. I hope that it's. Do you put a baby in it? I hope it's exactly like the Stanley Cup. Can That's you drink what milk out of it? I, I I hope you can smoke out of it. I, I was mean, gonna say. I, yeah. I I'm trying to picture what the cannabis cup would look like, and I hope it's just a bowl. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just a just a one bowl. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. That's what it should be. I, if anyone knows who works on the Cannabis Cup, we got ideas for them. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, we, this is what we do. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the T-shirt he's wearing. This yeah, is what we up. do. We come up with great ideas, and we put them into the world, and people love them. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> I like the confidence. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. What? Do the Avs need to do? As we're not quite halfway through the year, but we're approaching that situation. Mm-hmm. There are some obvious needs for improvement that we've talked about many times. Power play, PK, things like that. Uh, special teams are always a work in right. progress. But when you're looking at a team... That, and they just got two power play goals in a game yeah, where right. they didn't... One of like one of them... I mean, It wasn't uh, even a shot Mark, on Mark goal. Mark andre Fleury so leaky. Like, well, they won that game, and he was like riddled with holes. Well... I mean that, and the other power play goal was ranting and making a pass. That yeah, then well, went hits, in the net. It hits two different things. It yeah. double doinks its way into the right, net. Where exactly. you're just like, when you're hot, you're hot. I guess. <laughs> I, geez. 
Yeah, and the, somehow the top line ends up with five points between the three of them in a game yeah. where they were just awful. And they played like garbage. Yeah. I even talked to Landis Cog afterwards, and that's what he said. Is he was, We weren't that good, but sometimes <laughs> that's how the power play goes. Yep. You play really well, and you don't score. And then there are other times where you play like garbage, and you end up with two goals. It just happened. That's hockey yeah. for you, man. Well, you know? and they won 7-3, to three and they had three special teams goals, and you're like, oh, I wonder if Funny there's a correlation that, yeah. there. In the two games they blew, they had one power play goal on one for six, and then I don't was it was none against Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were up three one and they could have finished them, and then so yep. they they got the button sequence for the fatality wrong. Yeah, left them with the sliver of life, and yep. then they full comboed back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did the uh, they did the Daigo at uh, uh, at Evo against Justin Wong. Oh, he I, did the. He does the full parry. I'm not that versed oh. in, in the fighting scene. <laughs> it's like it's like one of like the all time comebacks. Competitive yeah. gaming's like greatest moments. It's <laughs> the crowd goes ballistic and everybody's freaking out. And he even jumps halfway through the combo. He jumps and he parries at the right time. And if he screws up a single one of those yeah. parries, he's dead. And it was incredible. All right. You could have told me that was coming. I wouldn't be able to do that. Hundred to hundred tries. I no way I would have been able to do that. Well, I, they're all like frame perfect too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It it uh That's like Grubauer lifting the left pad three times in a row or something. It's, yeah. it's like nine times in a row, <laughs> and then going into a full combo to completely kill him on the other end of it. <laughs> Don't ever try and style on your opponents at the end. There you go. Just take the win. Finish the job. Uh, shout out Drew Creaseman who says Burakovsky is a goal scoring maniac. That's why hashtag Burra for life. Word. Burakovsky ahead of his season high. He already yeah, broke it. And and now has new teeth. Yeah. He has been introduced to the world a, of veneers. A after whole brand new front set for him, yeah. Multiple sticks to the face against Vegas. He was the only guy who went to Vegas and had a bad time. <laughs> I'm hopefully he got the good drugs to have a good time for all those teeth. But it's uh it was Cannabis Cup winning drugs. Pretty gross. There you go. Perfect. Pretty pretty gnarly when they showed him on the bench, and he just goes like, ah. Yeah, and he looked like a vampire yeah. where you were like, dude. Yeah, it was it was gruesome to say, because there's yeah. like blood leaking too. and it, it was not, for a cute dude, it was not an attractive yeah. <laughs> scene. <laughs> I was actually, if you count Nachushkin's puck to the visor, I'm pretty sure the list of abs that have not been hit in the face this year is much shorter than the ones that have. Yeah. Because Calvert, I mean, even Kevin Connaughton yeah, in, in in pre-season. Captain Skate right took before the season the started had a what like broke his jaw taking yeah. a puck to the face had to get a plate in good lord same thing happened to Zadorov Belmar took an elbow to the head yep. Calvert obviously took a puck to the head Burakovsky with the teeth here Gerard has taken a puck to the head the list goes on it's freaky man. How often it's had been happening to the Avs lately. Hopefully that can regress to the mean a little it, bit. Just too. getting away with it too. Yeah, most of I those mean, guys were okay for the yeah. most part. So I mean, even Belmar missed like what, like two games game, or something. something yeah, like, yeah it, it was much. not much. And it could have been so much worse after the uh, the Felino hit. Yeah, agreed. Well, I hey, if that's over, that would be great. That's yeah, my hope. How nice will it be to actually watch a healthy Avalanche hockey right. team? It, it, <laughs> Will it? I mean, will will it last a period? Yeah. <laughs> I they're sure gonna, they're so, going to get man. out there, and who's like who's next? Yeah, you know, you who's just next on the universe's the dartboard? Well, 
hopefully no one. They've had plenty of injuries at this point. I'd, I'd be totally over it if they uh, if they had any more. But like injuries are like a, a regular thing, right? But sure. like, can, can we go back to the like, oh, the guy misses a game, or the, right. oh, the guy's out for two days. He's playing through something tonight, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's like not this like, oh, okay, well, this guy takes a totally innocuous hit behind the net, and he's out for two weeks. You don't even know how he got hurt. He just disappears, and right. that's the end of down it. the tunnel. And the next thing you know, Colin Wilson's having life-altering <laughs> yeah. surgery and is out forever, and we don't even know what happened. Yeah, that's the weirdest one, but we still have no idea what happened to him yeah. in practice. But They're taking the Eagles' M.O. and just not talking about it. Yeah, which is unfortunate for us, but <laughs> the way it goes, Abs currently sit second in the Western Conference, second in the Central Division. They have a very strong gra- grasp on everything, five points ahead of Winnipeg. Six points ahead of Calgary in the second wild card spot. Seven points ahead of Nashville, just outside of that. Nashville's the only team in the division that has played less games than the Avs. So, they, it's December, but they feel pretty comfortably in a playoff spot at this point. They should be. So you could you could play five hundred hockey from here on out, make the postseason. Right. So what? This is a new scenario Please for this team. That. This is not somewhere that they have been. In yeah. a very, very long time. Mentally, what is this team doing right now? How do they continue going out and playing their game, getting up for games when there's not quite that level of intensity? The big the big thing is is that they aren't taking they aren't looking at the playoffs as the end goal anymore. Yeah. You know, they're that cup at the end is Exactly. Is the big they're thing. not looking at qualifying for the postseason as their number one thing. It's a means to an end. Qualifying for the postseason is a way to get them home ice advantage. Not anything more, anything less. You know, if things go sideways and they get into that race, they're very well versed in how to how to handle that situation. But their attitude is the 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 postseason is no longer on the pedestal that it was two yeah. years ago. You know, where they were just like. Getting in at all, is right? Win, exactly, yeah. and now that they and now that they've won a round, it's very different. Uh, their approach to it is very different. Where uh, it just they they've just got to go to work. All right, cool. You made the postseason. You you locked it up. It's an accomplishment. Feel good about yourself. Come back to work the next day. And I think that that's just kind of how this team is operating right now. Is good or bad? Come to work the next day. And try and give it, try and give it your best, and you know, let the chips fall where they may. It's I, a very confident group. Yeah, they should be confident. I mean, they regularly go out and bash teams for five, six, seven goals. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I put this, I believe, in my takeaways at the end of this last game, but uh, the Avs are now ten and zero when they score five plus goals in a game. That's a good stat. Yeah, and the fact that there are ten of those games in the first thirty-seven seven of yep. them of the season. Yeah, exactly. This is a team that could score five plus twenty times this like, year. Reasonably, you, we yeah. talk about everybody's like, "Oh, they've got a big PDO bubble that's about to burst," and it's like, uh, they've done it for half of a season now. <laughs> maybe they're just good you know, at shooting like, the puck. I don't like. Know. Maybe they went out and they got good guys. Like maybe they went out and they have high skill guys that can. Are they going to ride a little bit of a, a PDO heater all year long? You know, but it's realistic. When you have guys who outscore their expected goals for, it's going to make those numbers a little wonky. It is, and 
I think the the interesting with the PDO is you get into when you look at like rolling numbers for a good portion of the start of this year McKinnon was shooting like 3%. Yeah. So yeah. As much as you're getting numbers regressing down, you're also getting guys coming back up. Yeah, well, and JT Converse still is. Yeah, right. Sitting on three goals on the season. Somehow 16 assists, but. Yeah, matches his career high. Yeah. So people are finding a way to produce on the abs. Right. And that's the thing. Like, uh, Belmar is one goal off of his career high. You know, Calvert and Nieto have both chipped in in that area quite a bit. Uh, Burakovsky's got the 13, he's got a career high of 17. Uh, Donskoy is somewhere in that range too. He, I think his career high is 14 and all these guys are looking at breaking those numbers this year, but there are guys on the other end of that spectrum too. So it's not like every single, you know, the, you look at the defense, Ryan Graves is like Ryan Graves and, and Kale McCarr, like what? 80%, 85% of the defense's goals this year. Uh, yeah. Sam has one. Cole has two. Right. Is, e, e, I don't. I don't believe EJ has one. I don't think Z has one. Z has one. He has one. Yeah, very early in. The oh, year. he had the Washington goal. Yep. That's right. Uh, but yeah, basically it's McCarr and Graves for the vast right. majority of them. It's like it's like thirteen of nineteen goals or something like that. Yeah. Like they they are where it's at. Which, what? Ryan Graves? <laughs> yeah. What? And that. I mean, that last goal was crazy to me for him. A shot from the point off the right side. Yeah. Is every single goal he had scored in the NHL up to that point was up the left side, pinching in and shooting from the circle, basically, or finding a puck on that side. His uh his first ever goal as an Av in a preseason game was a slap shot from the right point. I think apparently he has that in the bag. I don't know. So who, who who knew, right? But it only took like two years for that thing to come back. <laughs> hey, every time he finds another trick in the bag, I mean his value is going this <laughs> right. way. So way you, up. Had, you had another 250k to his salary. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, gravy. <laughs> Let's calm it down now. <laughs> we got to be able to pay you next. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. We're coming back from holiday break, so I'm out of I'm out of ideas unless you got some final thoughts you want to talk about. I mean, did Frankie do enough to really push this goalie thing? No. Okay. Because for me, I think it's it's starting to get interesting, but you do have to look at it like there, the, some of Frankie's worst games, he's been bailed out and still gotten the wins because the offense went bananas. If and there have been some great performances by him, and I'm not trying to take that away. No, um, but there have been some three, four goal games against where he, he got wins, away with it. Right? You know, the the Calgary game, he gives up five goals and in no way plays very. You can't even begin to make an argument that he played well that night. They they lose five four in overtime at home, and. You know, everybody's all the defense, the defense. And it's like, Frankie didn't play well that night. And they lose it in overtime. He gives up five goals. Like, that game just happened like two weeks ago. I think the door is maybe cracked. I think I think, so. I think that's fair. But at the end of the day, the door doesn't swing open until Grubauer throws it. You know, if yeah. there's three games left in December, Grubauer's probably going to play two of the three. If he has two bad games... Then it becomes a conversation for me. How would you set up the goalie rotation this weekend with the back-to-back? A Frankie against Minnesota, and then Grub at Dallas. Because you're trying to win, trying to give yourself a chance to win both. Yeah, I think and the you think should be. You're going with your starter in game two. Yeah, Dallas is the team the Abs have struggled with. Right, okay. Minnesota is a team that 
let's face it, the Avs should simply be able to outscore that team. Yeah. They just should. Uh, That's fair. Dallas is a team that they've struggled to score goals against this year. So you might need that goaltending performance. It is a back-to-back. It's also off the holiday break, so everyone's going to be as rested as they can be for a back-to-back. That's why I'd like to see Gruby against Dallas. I also think Dallas is more of a test game. But at the end of the day, Fransos can play as good as he wants. And unless Grubauer opens the door for him, I don't see him taking the starter job. Okay. I still think we're a little ways off, but I think that the last week... I'm just not quite there yet. I, yeah. I, th- I think the last week probably nudged us a little closer to that territory. Definitely. Fair. Uh, yeah. The the third period against Chicago, like, had they closed that out three one, this isn't a conversation, right? Yeah, because definitely. he played he played really well against Carolina, and you can't fault him for especially the game winning goal. Like, yeah, nothing you can say? do on that. Um, but the the way that the Chicago game finished. Um, I think just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and I think that's why we saw uh, Frankie in Vegas was because I think even the coaching staff was like, come on. Not great, man. Come on, man. We needed that big save. Yeah, like you're our starter, and if you're going to be our guy, then you need to be our guy. You need to come up with the big save that Robin Leonard found. Yeah, I mean, he definitely could have made that save and and didn't. Well, and then Frankie makes the big save against Vegas where – he comes up and he makes a great glove save on Stone, and and it, you go into the third period with the three goal lead instead of a two goal lead. It's very different because if they still score that goal two and a half minutes in, then you're talking about a five four game, and you're really talking about things melting down. So Frankie came up with the big save in that game when he absolutely had to have it. He had it, and Gruby hadn't had that. That's and I think, fair. and I think that's it's it's a massive oversimplification to boil down a goaltending battle to one big save. Right. <laughs> because you can easily say, I mean, I, I hate the phrase timely saves because saves every time, <laughs> because every save is timely. Like there's never a good time to give up a goal. There's never an okay time to give up a goal. Like there's situations where you're like, oh. like if you're up seven to three and Frankie gives up, you know, another goal, like when they, not were, a big deal. Yeah. Well, when they beat Nashville, and it was 9-3, and they made and it 9-4. Exactly. They made it 9-4. You were like, eh, Doesn't whatever. really matter. <laughs> Doesn't, does not matter that France, that Frankie has been bad in this game. We scored nine goals, and it just is irrelevant. Yeah. I, I mean, there is a case for how, that. How much but. further do you need to get? Is it two weeks, or is it a month? or Like, like if, if Grubauer has two bad games this week, it should be tandem. At least after that. Okay, so if Gruby doesn't play well, say he plays against uh, Dallas, and sure. he doesn't play well in Dallas. Yep. Do you and f- say let's just go extremes here? Frankie shuts out Minnesota, and and Gruby gives up four against Dallas. Who plays on New Year's sure. Eve against the Jets? You can give it to Frankie if you want. I mean, I think you're in a situation there where if Grubauer is struggling, you need to get Frankie into more games because you need to see what he's got when he's not getting run support, right? At that point, then do you, don't you just have a platoon? If yeah, you're, exactly. if you're, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're basing it on, yeah, just play this the hot hand, whichever, results. right? Okay. I mean, and that's fine. But I think if Grubauer plays well, it doesn't. You don't turn into the platoon quite as much. 
has Grubauer done enough so far this year? And obviously this is premature, but we're nearing the halfway point, so we're going to start having these yeah, conversations. Yeah. Has Grubauer done enough for you to give him an extension in the summer? No. Knowing he has another year left on his deal? No. Okay. He needs to he But needs Frankie to definitely perform. has, right? Yes, absolutely. As a, If you're extending him as a backup slash tandem, yeah. That's the thing with, with Frankie, though, is that he should not be taking that phone call. No, he, that, he should be waiting until someone offers him a starter job if he exactly. keeps this up. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So we're in agreement there that right now it's too early. It, the Avs should totally want to sign Frankie. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he should just be blocking that number right now. I, I'm i with you on that one. You okay. Go full uh, slap shot on it. They were playing that in one of the bars we were in the other day. The oh, it was the sports book at uh, Park MGM. Nice. They had Slapshot uh, that they were playing next to a bunch of college football. Sweet. Gotta like it whenever any kind of hockey gets in the sports yeah. book. And then, of course, the thing that we were all most interested in was the dog show. <laughs> well, but look, the bulldog won, so all was all was right in the world. Bulldogs. And he was named Thor, and he was just so cute. That's a good name. All right. I'll allow it this time. Yeah. Spencer, I am drinking the Colorado Core from Breckenridge Brewery. It's very good. That's all I got to as say a, about As a that. regular viewer, how do you not know yeah. the can already, Spence? You would think. I show it to this camera every week. Yeah. Jeez, Spence. Get it together, man. Um, yeah. I. Is it safe to say that Frankie's game has been... Game-changing. Yeah. Also game-changing is... Even Bernie knew that one was coming. <laughs> Strava Craft Coffee. StravaCraft coffee has incredible reviews, so be sure to check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to you guys. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. You can check it out for yourself today and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. And they'll ship it straight to your door. Good motto. It is a good motto. I like that motto quite a bit. Uh, that's it for us for today. Again, hopefully everyone had great holidays. Yeah, we will be back tomorrow sometime, maybe before the game, maybe after. I don't know. But the abs are back. We're back on our regular schedule. So, yeah, looking forward to talking to you guys then. Bye-bye. <laughs>